Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, it is dinner time in the Denver metro area. What are you doing? How about some barbecue? And if you want some barbecue, you need to absolutely go to the best place in all of Denver. And I've tried a lot of them. And I know there are a lot of great barbecue spots and everybody has their favorite. Trust me. Go to Smokin' Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Uh, Dave uh, has many locations uh, throughout Colorado, even driving up to Estes Park and, of course, in North Denver. But he has a long history of being a restaurateur, and, boy, he has put it all on one menu. It sounds nuts. Chicken Marsala, best I have had in the city by far, could be on a five-star menu easily. Their desserts, you can just go in there for dessert. Bread pudding, as good as it gets. And then, of course, the barbecue and the sides. Fantastic. I love the smoked corned beef Reuben. They have a smoked meatloaf that is great with this uh, mushroom balsamic glaze that is fantastic. So many great things on the menu, including the ribs. They smoke those guys forever. Terrific brisket. Great mac and cheese as a side. The the baked beans, I can't even stand baked beans, but they have brisket and pork in them, and so good, and I'm Jewish, and I even like the pork in them. <laughs> I'm just not going to tell my mother about it. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Denver metro area. Find them in North Denver. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. I believe it is Michael Malone who said during a press conference that Jamal Murray has been cleared to play. Do you remember him saying that? Um, or the doctors have said he can play? I think he said the doctors have said he yeah. Okay. So put that out there. Yeah. Murray still hasn't played. Mm-hmm. He wants to play. And now he's being forced to defend himself on social media as fans are going after him hard. And Murray responded on Twitter. Was it a bad strategy by the Nuggets to try and get Murray on the court? Because they were probably trying to encourage him to get him on the court, just like Vic Fangio did the same thing with Juwan James. But there is a huge difference. Jamal Murray in his rookie season played injured for the majority of the season. Juwan James has a history of not playing unless he's 101%. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, and this is where maybe Jamal Murray might have hurt his own cause a little bit because people could see him shooting around before a lot of games and kind of in the court of public opinion, they'd see the way he was moving, especially the last month and a half, the way that he's been shooting well for a long time, but the way he was moving and saying, oh, well, he looks like he's ready to go. But even going full speed in those pregame drills is not the same as going out there on a reconstructed knee. You know, you know, Andrew Feinstein, don't you? You see, he started Denver stiff. Yes. So I'm watching the game the other night and he texts me mm-hmm. and he said, how come football players can get out there six to eight months, but basketball players can't because Andrew ripped his knee. Um, yeah. Along with a bunch of other injuries playing basketball. 
And I said, well, I think there's a difference. One, you are running up and down the court, generally speaking, not necessarily full speed, but pretty good speed. You got to play both ends of the floor, and there is no give on the floor. At least in football, there is give. And you are not cutting in football like you are in basketball. And generally speaking, for basketball players, it takes about a year. Right. It's basically, it's, it's interesting how one of the things we've kind of observed from basketball, baseball, football is that you're back the quickest in football from an ACL. It takes the longest in basketball. Basically, basketball is about 12 to 13 months, right? Yep. Football, we've seen guys be back in eight to nine months. Baseball, it's about 10 to 11. Jerry Rice came back like in six months, didn't he? Something like that. He actually came back later that season, <laughs> yeah. back in 1997. Crazy. But then he got injured. He got re-injured. Right. So his comeback lasted one game right. that year. Uh, I think Rod, didn't Rod Woodson pull that off once? I'm not that sure. That he was back by the end of the year from an I, ACL? I got to tell you something. I love the way Tim Connolly does business. I love the way Josh Kroenke does business with the Nuggets. Same thing with Michael Malone. And I've been told that the Nuggets training staff always errs on the side of caution. But to put this story out there that he was medically cleared to play, Murray has three more years left on his deal. I'm wondering if, and, and I'm not trying to sound like a worry ward here, but when you have a team intentionally, no, it wasn't intentional, unintentionally throw you under the bus mm-hmm. to motivate you to go on the floor, that stuff sticks for a long time. Yep. You're thinking, does this team have my back? And he has taken a lot of heat for this. And then it makes me think, what if a free agent wants to come here and they find themselves in that situation? Mm-hmm. Are the Nuggets going to throw that person under the bus as well? I don't think it was intentional. Listen, is he physically able to play? Yes. But I've talked to more than a few people who have torn ACLs, including Andrew. And he said mentally it was the hardest hurdle to get over. Mm-hmm. That you're so worried that you're going to re-tear that thing again. That's why it's taking Murray time. It's the mental aspect of it. It's not to say that he's not tough mentally, because he is tough mentally. But for anybody who's torn an ACL and he's a young guy, and he has a lot more basketball to play, it is a concern knowing you're coming back to a playoff atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how much damage the Nuggets did to themselves as a franchise by letting it get out there that he was physically able to play. Well, kind of the sign that that things were getting to him was... uh... Um, a couple of nights ago, after the game, on the tweet, quote, y'all think I don't want to be out there, huh? Crazy. Unquote. That's what I mean. Yep. So he responded on Twitter. First time he said anything of that ilk publicly. And he got attacked. Listen, and he shouldn't have. Well, he didn't need to yeah. if they wouldn't have come out and said he is physically able to play. Yeah. If that wasn't released, no one would have said a word. Listen. Because people filled in the gap with, with their own assumption and, and when I, you had the comments coming from the team. Your point about the video is spot on. Yeah, he looks fine. It's the perception thing, but perception isn't always reality. People people show up at they show up at a Nuggets game early, or you see inevitably somebody who is there gets the video of Jamal working out pregame. And that has led to Perhaps the misperception that he's that, oh, well, he's doing this. He's he's ready to go. 
it's 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 different. I mean, how how often is he cutting hard, at least at game speed hard, when he's out there doing that? I am going to do my best to tap dance around not bearing someone. But when you look at Murray and Michael Porter Jr., mm-hmm. there is I'm sorry, there is no comparison when it comes to which guy is willing to play with injury more. There just isn't. Sorry. Murray will play with injury. He is worried he's going to tear that again. The Nuggets did not come out and say, Michael Porter Jr. has been cleared to play. Because that would have buried him too. They didn't do that with him, but they did that with Murray. And they shouldn't have. And I'm wondering how this is going to affect them as a franchise when guys, listen, it's hard enough to get free agents here in Denver. Do you think it was planned or you think it was kind of accidental off the cuff? I don't think there was anything malicious about it. I don't think so either. It was, but it doesn't I, matter how what, what the intent was because do, it's do, out there. Listen, there are all kinds of, uh, all kinds of uh, phrases for this. The toothpaste is out of the tube. The horse is out of the barn. Pandora's once, box. Once it, once that <laughs> box got opened, you cannot stick it back in. I don't think Michael Malone, with any malicious intent, meant to say anything badly about Jamal Murray. I don't think that he thought he did. But maybe Vic Fangio was trying to, was intentionally trying to throw Juwan James out under the bus and challenge his manhood. I have no doubt that's exactly what Vic was trying to do. I don't think Michael Malone was trying to do that. But for an athlete, when you're cleared to play, how do your teammates look at you when you, they know you're cleared to play, but you still don't want to play? In they, football, they, they, they desperately needed Jamal Murray in this series. So they said, you can take your time. But think about, think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. This is Jamal's decision. Right. But just so you know, all of us in the building believe you should be out there. I'm going to repeat that. Right, that is passive aggressive to the hill. <laughs> right. <laughs> we want you to take your time and go out there when you're ready to play. But everybody believes you should be out there. That's like the pieces of flair in office space. Right. Yes. Uh, you know, 15 is the minimum. <laughs> right. But some people choose to do more. And we encourage that. Okay. Right, yeah. right. Coming up after the break, we have another unhappy wide receiver. That's the theme of the offseason. But you know what? Believe it or not, this doesn't have a lot to do with money. But the question is, where will he wind up? And the Broncos should be a little concerned if this guy is cut loose in a trade. That's next. Such a pleasant stay. But not Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, before we get to this breaking news, I want to tell you about my friend Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've been working with Eric uh, for about five to seven years. He does my auto, my home, 
He also does my health insurance. I mean, he, he is one-stop shopping when it comes to this stuff, and very few insurance agents, specifically farmers insurance agents, and he has his own company. It's called Cook Insurance with over 70 years of experience. They do health insurance as well. Love working with him because he's quick to return phone calls and emails. He's done that on his days off with me as well. He asks the right questions and checks in every single year to make sure that I have the right policy. I mean, if I redid my kitchen, I want to redo the policy on my home, right? Think about all the people that you know got screwed during the Marshall fires because their insurance people did not want to spend time every single year checking in with them. And those people lost even more money than they probably should have. Go with Eric Cook at the Cook Insurance Agency, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. In the meantime, we have some breaking news. And this is enormous. According to John Rothstein, who's a basketball reporter for CBS Sports, he is reporting Villanova head coach Jay Wright is expected to step down as the head coach. Wow is right. What is the like the, the thing you find yourself wondering is is why? That's that that's the thing here. You are sanctions coming? Could it I don't be know that? If they are. You you figured more that was gonna be Kansas, right? Right. Well the FBI has been circling the Jayhawks for years. But you you first of all, you hope it's not health related. Right. I mean, he's he just turned sixty last December. Right. So he's not young, but you looked at this program at what he's done. Of co- of course, they were just in the final four again. Right. Uh, Villanova always a good program, but Jay Wright has made them into a legitimate blue blood. Yep. Over the course of his uh, twenty of his twenty one seasons there, the you when when I knew breaking news was coming, I had not checked to see what it was. I think you could have gone through about 10,000 possibilities before I would have thought Jay Wright is stepping down at Villanova. Right. Now, you can make the case he's the best college basketball coach in basketball as of right now before he retires, although I'm sure Bill Self would have something to say about that. Although, over the last six, seven years, Villanova has been the premier program. Two two national championships, Final Four this past year, uh, per more than that, Final Four, yeah. 16, 18, 22. Yeah. Well, that's why I mean, it's past year. So, two and in 16, 18, won the national championships. And then just before that run of titles, another couple of years where they were one seed and uh, went out relatively early. But Villanova and, and the Final Fours for Jay Wright started, all, started back in the 2000s as well. Right. So, coming, it, it was interesting because I, I think you could have made the argument, and that's the argument I would have made. Is that when Mike Shashevsky retired, Jay Wright was the best coach is the best coach in college basketball. I wouldn't have I would have I wouldn't have argued against you one yeah. bit. And Bill Self is a terrific But this is coach. this is that that's stunning. I mean, and uh, according to John Rothstein, his successor is expected to be uh yep. Kyle Neptune from uh from Fordham University, of course. Uh, they are in the Atlantic 10 conference. So you don't probably know, don't know a lot about him, uh, about him. But what is most important on Kyle Neptune is that he was Jay Wright's top assistant until the 2021 season when he left to take the head coaching job at Fordham. So it's basically the closest thing to an internal promotion that you're going to find. Time now for the buzz. 
The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmeurosport.com. 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel in the final year of his deal now wants to be traded from the 49ers. Uh, I think some will claim this is all about money. I'm not so sure this is all about money. Do you? I'll tell you, I think it's. I think it's more. I think there's. He wants to get a big contract long term. Yeah. But in the short term, right. this is about him not being used as as a traditional wide receiver. Right. Uh, let's look at Christian McCaffrey just for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Now they are built differently, and I understand that. However, you're playing. There's a reason why running backs don't last that long. You think Debo Samuel wants to cut his career short because he's being used mm-hmm. creatively. And, and oh, very by, well by Kyle Shanahan. And oh, by the way, running backs don't get, unless you're Chris McCaffrey, they don't get paid the way wide receivers are starting to get paid now. Right. A, so you take fewer hits and you get potentially more money by staying at wide receiver. Give me two or three teams that'll be hot on Debo Samuel if he gets traded. And by the way, if the 49ers lose him, that is an enormous loss. Mm-hmm. He was their offense. And he did well despite having Jimmy Garoppolo, who's just okay throwing him the ball. Right. So he doesn't need a great trigger man to be successful. But if you give him an elite level trigger man, you get a little nervous. And two teams that should be in pursuit are around the Broncos and the AFC West, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. And, and oh, but, well, I don't know if the Chargers are going to go after him. They, they have two pretty good wide receivers they already. They do, but they, they're sitting there with a with a first round, with a number, I believe it's number, pick number 17. Yeah, and, the Chiefs, have probably, two, and they, the Chiefs have two first round right, picks. Right, and they could, do it one, they could do one for one. And the other thing is you have Justin Herbert, who has three more years on his, of, of cost control, Two more years on his rookie contract in the fifth-year option. Would you be more worried if Debo Samuel goes to the Chargers or the Chiefs? Chiefs. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, because Andy Reid, I think, will make more oh, the geez. best use out of him. No offense to Joe Lombardi, the Chargers offensive coordinator, but Reid's on another level tactically. So if you gave Andy Reid a weapon like Debo Samuel, uh, the Chiefs probably—I'll say this. The Chiefs, I think, vault back to the favorite in the division if they get Debo Samuel. Say it one more time. I think the Chiefs vault back to being the favorite in the division if they get Debo Samuel. Here. Even with that hellacious schedule. You might know this off the top of my head. I'm trying to look it up, but I'm talking at the same time. The Chiefs got a haul for Tyreek Hill. A one, two, and a four. They can trade all of that if they wanted to. They won't. But they, but they have a lot. They have two picks in the first round, and then yeah. they have probably two second round picks and two fourth round picks. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan would love something like that. Man, you put Debo Samuel, and you're just replacing him with Hill. Hill blows the top off the of defense. I, I'm with you on that. But man, suddenly the Chiefs go back to being the favorites. Maybe to even win the Super Bowl. Although they didn't win a Super Bowl with Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs? Meaning last year. They did the year before. Last year. I know, but they... You, I understand that. The, uh, the first thing was like, well, they didn't win the Super Bowl. They did win the Super Bowl. No, right? no, I meant yeah. I meant last yeah, yeah. year. Right. I meant last year. 
with all that talent, you would think, well, listen, they had no business losing the Bengals. Well, the thing that they're going to have to adjust to is that teams are going to mimic the Bengals' strategy of rushing three and dropping eight. Because that was what befuddled the Chiefs. Oh, and, and Mahomes was looked like he was running from bees. Now, one thing that I think is actually better for the Chiefs is, although Matt Nagy was not a very good head coach in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, he's very good working with Patrick Mahomes and working with Andy. Let me Reed. give you another team, the Packers. Let me give you another team. Mm-hmm. And they have they have a couple of first round picks too. They have draft capital. Oh, I'd be I'd be willing to bet they'd be more than happy to unload two first round picks for Debo Samuel because you know what? That's what Aaron wants. I don't care what you give away. I don't have that much time left uh, playing football. Give up both first round picks. That's what you're going to do, Brian. The question is then: uh, the, the, 40, the, the, the monkey well, in the organ grinder. The question then is: uh, if the Packers do it, they have to have clearly the best offer. Because if there are two comparable offers and one comes from the AFC West and the other comes from the NFC North, the team sure. the 49ers have played in two of the last three postseasons. I'm with you. I don't think they're making that deal. Green Bay, Green Bay has to outbid an AFC team and then probably go another level higher. I'm going to give you another to team. To get Debo Samuel. I'm going to give you another team that could very much be in play and they should be in play. Dallas. Yes, but I'll give you another team. And I agree, Dallas, because I thought about that today. The Patriots, another team like that. There was another team that should be in play, but probably doesn't have the draft capital to do it. Is Indianapolis, right? They have the cap space, and they have a good offensive coordinator, Chiefs and they the have perfect. weapons. Chiefs are the yeah. perfect fit. They really are. Unfortunately for the Broncos, they are right because I mean, <laughs> well, listen, we we, we keep, let's say Debo Samuel winds up going to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Sertan, we're all targeting him to be a future uh, pro bowler and all pro. Well, even though the Broncos defense might not be straight up man to man, you you take this guy, think they're going to play zones and so on and so forth. Pat Sertan will likely get Devontae Adams, Debo Samuel, and Keenan Allen six times in total. And the other thing is, if that's what happens... And you start looking around and seeing the these the horde of targets on each team. It may not seem like the biggest need, but I think you think if if the draft board falls a certain way, you think long and hard about corner at number sixty four. Maybe a guy like Roger McCreary out of Auburn, who doesn't have the measurables. He it's he's kind of like the Hunter Renfro of of corners. Nothing about his measurables says he should be good. He's not fast, not quick on the time speed. But he, he he makes a lot of plays on the ball, and he keeps people shut down. He did it in the SEC. That's the name to keep your eye on. Coming up after the break, I don't know if you've been watching the series winning time on HBO, focusing on the L.A. Lakers. Well, there's a huge controversy going on right now with Jerry West and how he has been portrayed in this series. Have you watched this series at all? I have watched all of it so far. As have I. So we'll have an interesting conversation about how a lot of these guys have been portrayed, and now there are attorneys involved. That's next. Yeah, I am watching too. And here's what happened when they decided to cut loose. They headed down to El Paso. I 
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Winning time on HBO uh, talks about the 1979-1980 Los Angeles Lakers, generally regarded as being a success. You've watched it. I've watched it. Just give me a quick thumbnail, 15, 20-second review. It's uh, inter- it's very creatively uh, shot and packaged. Um, I think uh, there there's some terrific acting in there as well and some terrific storytelling. Uh but uh, do not do not believe this is an ac- as an accurate portrayal of what's going on. Or another way to put yeah. it, if you're a guy who hosts a sports talk radio show, uh, don't watch that show and then start talking about it on the air as if it is fact. It is not a documentary. Furthest thing from it, and that's what somebody who is on the crew actually came out and said. Mm-hmm. This is not a documentary. They have definitely taken some major liberties about this about this story and, and their and their visit and their and some are kind of in characterization some are on basic facts from games in the schedule uh that the lakers had like right. like uh the, the, like you saw the most recent episode right i did they, a big mid-season game in boston right yep they, oh it they made them, up the ending they the entire ending was made up they did not win on a last second layup they won on two Norm Nixon free throws and Dave Cowan's missing a game-winning shot. A couple of games prior, a, game shot. a couple of games prior against yeah. Indiana and Detroit, they had the Lakers getting blown out when in actuality they won both of those games. Yeah, the, the Detroit game famously, I believe at the time, was the highest attended NBA game uh, to NBA history in that point because it was in the Silver Dome and it was Magic Johnson's homecoming. So with that, uh, they've really taken liberties with Jerry West. Uh, longtime Lakers player, GM, and head coach. Uh, he has been depicted as angry, uh, throws trophies. And oh, by the way, there's another little nugget. Uh, in the movie, or in the sh- show, I should say, they show him throwing his MVP trophy through the window of his office. He never had a window in his, his office, office. <laughs> just so you know. Um, smashes golf clubs, uh, a lot of outbursts, so on and so forth. This has gotten Jerry West so infuriated, uh, he issued a statement through his attorney, um, and they're demanding a retraction and an apology for the depiction of him. Honestly, they, they should say he has not been depicted accurately. Mm-hmm. They really should. Because that's just not right. You're taking a guy's reputation and you are, I'd be kind if I said you dragged his reputation through the mud. What they did was they took the, the, the notion that is true, that he has, he dealt with depression and that he's a lot, he, that the losses ate him up and that he's a tormented soul a little bit by, by the losses, particularly the ones to Boston in the NBA finals back in the sixties. That is true, but that's where the truth stops. Well, what they did was, and, and I'm going to use Chick Hearn. They as, exaggerated. I'm going to use Chick Hearn as an example. No one will ever claim that he was a racist. However, he has been known to say some things in today's politically correct environment that would be considered insensitive. 
So yeah, the casual homophobia of of Chick Hearn as right. presented in not Lincoln racist. County. I'm sorry, homophobia. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, they and show yeah, very casual and off the cuff. So he was known to say some things, but then they actually have him saying something directly. But the excuse is, well, he, he had said some things in the past and we just made it more specific. Uh, they showed him drinking during broadcast. I don't know if that's true or not, but they have taken some major liberties so much. In fact, for as entertained as I am, there is a website that goes over every episode. Have you seen this? fact or fiction yeah. about the entire episode. I was wondering if someone had done that. It's that. after every episode. Yeah. You could look it up. Mm-hmm. And some of this stuff is so far off base. I'm not so sure that I really want to watch it anymore. And the reason I don't want to watch it anymore is I don't, I don't want to form an opinion about something when I just know it could be categorically untrue is it entertaining yes is it well edited yes is the production value terrific unbelievable acting really good yes but i don't want my opinion to be shaped off of something that i see when something as egregious of making up scores of teams of the lakers losing and they actually won those games so if you're willing to take liberties there where where are you you going to stop right i mean you didn't like the Kurt Warner movie because the logo wasn't the same, right? And there, and this is a bit. There's a big difference between the two. This is this big difference. I don't think I don't think American Underdog was making up scores and results. There was, no things happened at least there as it happened. If you're willing to kind of fudge the obvious stuff, how far are you going to go? Right? It's and, like if you if you it's it's like uh, if you lie about crowd size right what else are you at a ceremony and you know what i'm talking about well also well the avalanche lied about crowd size too. oh no but you know i'm you know what i'm getting at yeah i know what you're if, you're lying, if you're lying about crowd size when it can be obviously disproved what else are you gonna lie about right by the way when i was referring to the avalanche was remember that that long time sellout streak yes back in the day when i was on fox 31 i spent a lot of time going to games and we did broadcasts uh-huh. after the game same for the nuggets and i would sit up in the press box and i would see empty sections mm-hmm. and in the press box they'd say the 310th consecutive sellout and we would yeah. all just laugh the, looking at empty sections the san francisco giants kept that up for a while too out at uh out of their games. Yeah. Like the I'm not saying the Avalanche are liars, yeah. but I mean, that was pretty egregious as we're all looking at empty sets. I mean, there are other portrayals if that are If the pushed. tickets are sold, though, is it not a sellout? But we're talking, I think, what the thing no, 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 no. Eric, you, you're, like, you're yeah. right. Yes. You're absolutely but, right. But when they're empty entire sections. We're talking empty sections. Not, then not, that's. Yeah, but the tickets could have been sold, no, and people just didn't show up. All of them? Still technically a for sellout. Many, many, now, if you said that about the lower bowl, where those are corporate seats being bought, yes, I'm with you on that. But upstairs, where those are the cheap seats, where the commoner, like me and you, buy them, whole sections, I don't know. Because those are the affordable seats. If I saw a bunch of seats on the glass empty, I'd say people couldn't make it because big corporations buy those seats. But there were literally sections that were completely empty. You know, the interesting thing about winning time is that uh, it's – it's based off of a book called Showtime by uh, Jeff Perlman, prolific author. And 
Perlman's actually was, you know, involved with it to the point where he's kind of a, a, a walk on a couple of times, you know, for, for a walk on on the screen a couple of times uh, in the series. Yet you read the book and I have read the book and it's an excellent book. And you, there are some things that you there are things that you recognize if you watch the show and read the book. But they took a lot of liberties like like like, for example, um, Jerry Tarkanian. Right. And the pursuit of him. Every character, believe, by the believe, way, is totally over the top. Yeah, but believe it or not, that's actually about the closest thing to something as it actually happened. Right, because a guy was found in the trunk right. of a car. He was found in the trunk of a rental car. Right, but the but here but a liberty that was taken is where they zoom in and they show the business the Jerry Bus business car. Right, that did right. not happen. What do What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor? Just in case you missed it. Colorado Avalanche looking for a bounce back tonight in Seattle. We'll talk about that game and Kale McCarr's new franchise record next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us at You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood, you got to check it out because they really have something for everyone. Uh, you, they have all the packages for all the games. Every seat's fantastic. The menu, everything off the menu is fantastic. I've had a lot of different things. I really like the corned beef. I'm a big corned beef guy. You are, so yes. I like the corned beef off the menu. Uh, they, if you like to shoot pool, they don't have a pool table. They have a pool hall with 15 tables and uh, live music Friday, Saturday, every Friday, Saturday, no cover. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Chad, from Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Good. I just want to make sure we covered everything about Greenfields because do you want to talk about the bar or do you want to talk about Debo Samuel probably leaving your team? I think I need to talk about the bar. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, what bands What bands do you have coming in this weekend? Uh, we have a band called Thumpin' coming in this weekend, and then we have a great band called Guild of Ages coming next weekend. So these next two weekends are going to be some really good band weekends for us. Two of the better bands we have coming through. So. Okay, I'm crossing my fingers when I say this, and I hope I don't jinx it. Uh, there were a lot of great things you did there with leagues and tournaments pre-COVID. Obviously, COVID knocked it out. Yeah. What kind of things do you have back now? We have all of our pool leagues going back. We do pool leagues five nights a week. Uh, our Monday, Friday, and Sunday leagues will be starting up again fresh here in the next two to three weeks. They're starting their playoffs right now. Um, so if you're looking to join a league, you can definitely contact me at the bar, and I can get you in touch with the people we need to talk to about getting you on a team. Um, our Tuesday, Thursdays are rolling along strong. Um, we have a ladies league we do on Wednesday afternoons if you're looking to shoot some pool and are a lady. Um. Yeah, we everything's back strong. I almost got the room full every night now with the leagues back. So, I know that you like the Nuggets, and people who like the Nuggets will go in and watch the games. Mm-hmm. But and I don't want to say you're an Avs bar, but you really kind of tilt towards the Avs a little bit, don't you? Yes, we do. Definitely, we're we're definitely seeing more people coming out to watch Avs games than we're getting to see watch the Nuggets. 
So what kind of specials do you have? Because you always had great drink specials during the Avs games. We're doing two-for-one pitchers of uh, Stella Artois. We switched from Breckenridge Avalanche Ale over to Stella for the summer. So we're going to roll that special through the hockey playoffs. So whenever the Avs are playing, you can come in and get two-for-one pitchers of Stella. We do have our great happy hour of two-for-one from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock every day of the week. Tuesday nights, we do a late-night happy hour from 10 o'clock to close. Sunday nights, we or 9 o'clock to close on Tuesdays, 10 o'clock to close on Sundays. So we always got some sort of a drink special going on. Tonight, even Stella's are $3 for, for every draft after 7 o'clock. So. I don't mean to give somebody else publicity, but I think Taco Bell is like, they have a promotion that the Rockies score seven runs, you get like free tacos or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel confident doing something with the Avalanche as we head into the playoffs? If they score five goals or more, you get something special? I'm just trying to just throw it out there and, and, you know, and, and basically make you lose money. I mean, heck, Vegas on the over-under is always at like six and a half every game I look to bet. So I don't think it might have to go up to like six or seven, make it match the Rockies. Okay, how, about fine. Out, how about if they outscore the Rockies? Wow. Mm. <laughs> so if they outscore the Rockies, what what would you be willing to offer? Uh, we could do like $2 drafts or something. All right. I, I, I'm going to. How about seven cent traps? How about seven cent traps? I don't know about seven cent traps. Still got to keep the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, real quick. You getting nervous about Debo Samuel possibly bolting? Because at the I end am. of the day, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. He doesn't want to play running back. I mean, I was a firm believer in saying when Tyreek Hill left the Chiefs that you can't pay two guys over $40 million for each position they're playing. You can't have two guys making $80 million. So if you got a quarterback making X amount, then your receiver's probably going to need to make a little bit less. And I think that's one of the reasons why they just weren't going to sign Tyreek Hill to that big contract he wanted. I think the same thing's going to happen for Samuel. I think they put more onus on having Nick Bosa signed and Fred Warner and some of the defensive stalwarts they have, Eric Armstead, than they put on Debo Samuel and wanting his contract. Um and again, that's just my opinion. It's not about, I but I don't think it's about the money, Chad. I think it's right. about he doesn't want to be used as a running back anymore. And quite frankly, I don't blame him. I can understand that as well. I mean, that kind of came out of nowhere this season just because we were so banged up and running back. And it seems, I mean, maybe we need some new trainers because I can't, we can't seem to keep a running back healthy the last three seasons. Yeah, but most running backs get injured. A lot of them do. And, True, and, and he wants to get paid like a wide receiver, so why does he have to play running back when more tread on his tire he's going to keep losing every time he takes the ball in the backfield? Isn't that what you do to be a team player? Uh, not to shorten your career, you don't. If they want him at running back, then he should play running back. Look at Christian McCaffrey. Guy can't stay healthy. No, he can't stay healthy all of a sudden either. I agree with that. And running, that's... I definitely think teams are like, hey, running backs, we're not drafting anymore. We're just or drafting early. Yeah. And these receivers, this, this draft is stocked with them. So, I mean, what happened to rookie contracts and playing those out? You guys want to get their money? You got to give them what they feel they deserve. And yeah. the market for wide receivers just went crazy this year. By the, by the way, I made a stupid bet betting on the 49ers and the Futures to win the Super Bowl. Now they're going to lose Debo Samuel. So thanks. Well, we haven't lost them yet. You will. I I agree with you. It's probably going to happen. Yeah. Okay. How do people find? How do people find Greenfields and get those great app specials? Seven cents every time they outscore the Rockies. (laughs) You can go online, find us at greenfieldsbar.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. Call the bar. Look us up on Google. Greenfields Bar. 
And yeah, we're here. We've got a lot of exciting things going on. I just signed a deal to get my new patio started. Oh, great. Uh, so that'll be coming in the next couple months. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot of exciting things going on. Summer's here. The, the playoffs are here. We're ready to go. Well, you, you bring a lot of Avs fans in those two-for-one pitchers. That sounds yep. awesome. Thanks, Bill. Have yep. a great day. Hey, Mace, will your Braves finally beat the Dodgers, please? We, they, they beat them last night. I mean, two out of I, th- I know. I need more yeah. than that. I know. But you know what? The the, the Braves beat the Dodgers when it really mattered last fall. Uh, yeah, I, I can, agree with you. And, and when they put a and, smile on my face. And when they won last night, it was their first regular season win in Dodger Stadium in four years. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Well, so I'll take that. By one, the way, one, out of, one out of 80 is not bad. <laughs> By the way, you're a Giants fan giving uh, Mace crap and the Rockies hey, look, crap. We, wait, wait. We, who, who's a, who is in second place in the division right now? The Giants or the Rockies? The Rockies. There you go. Man, have Let's a nice see, day, Rockies, pal. The Rockies, the Cubs. Ooh. <laughs> they beat the all Dodgers. Right, you guys have a good show. See you, pal. <laughs> Late. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, the third and final game between the Avalanche and Kraken in Seattle tonight at 8 o'clock p.m. The Avs won the other two meetings 7-3 and 4-3. And shout out to Kale McCarr for on uh, Monday night. He set a Avalanche franchise record for most points by a defenseman in a single season. Do you have a prediction for tonight's Colorado-Seattle game with five games left in the NHL regular season after this one? Pain. You know, I was going to say that. The Clubber Lang pain. Just like that? Let me hear it. Pain. Wow. Pain. I can't get I can't get as deep as uh, Mr. T. Or me. Clubber Lang. Pain. Just in case you missed it, after Alabama's scrimmage to cap off spring practice season on Saturday, a player from the winning side of the scrimmage tried to pass his dessert to a player from the losing side. Nick Saban didn't allow it. Now, for this dinner at the end of their spring season, the winners get a nice fancy dinner. Losers get Frank and beans and white bread. Uh, is this all in good competitive fun by Saban, or is he doing too much denying his uh, player the dessert? Uh, I mean, if one player is voluntarily giving their dessert to another, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I think uh, I think the Frank beans and white bread for the losing team is kind of cute. Uh, I don't have a problem with that, but if a player is going to voluntarily give his ice cream up to a teammate on the losing team, who cares? By the way, you should have had a drop ready. Franks and beans! Franks and beans! You should have had that drop uh, ready. We don't have that. I bet you can get it if you worked really hard at it. Look up something about Mary. That's going to do it for us. Uh, that's Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Why, why are you shaking your head? Don't be so hard on Danny. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. We got. He's gonna there was kill nothing me. hard about that. Yeah, he's going to kill me for not getting out of the show, though. Uh, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Argonaut, always great specials. Here are a few. Highland Park 12-year, $39.99. The Culprit Red Blend, $11.99. Also, free delivery and orders of 100 bucks or more. Stop by Argonaut today off of Colfax or find them online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Nolan, Danny, great job today. Same with you, Mace. You too. Make the best possible night you can. Let's go! He walks fairly down the street with the